0: podcast huge news before we get into this episode right now go to garyvee.com slash search that sends you to uh, search.garyvaynerchuk.com my new search engine this is the 3.0 some of you've seen it in the past this is by far the best version i mean you're going to be blown away if you have any questions or thoughts or ideas of what i've said about something literally anything go into the search engine and type it in. Uh, Also, because today's the big launch, uh, take a screenshot and uh, show me on Twitter what you searched. I know a lot of you are gonna search fuck to see how many times I said it. So anyway, regardless, around TikTok, around insurance agents, about what I would do if I was a doctor, uh, around LinkedIn, around anything you choose, this search engine is powerful. Go to garyvee.com slash search. Check it out or go to my website and check on the toolbar. You can see the search engines there. Uh, would love for you to use it. I think it's going to be a huge resource for a lot of you. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Go check it out. This is the Gary V Audio Experience.
1: Hey, podcast. Joe from Team Gary here. Today's episode is a VaynerMedia presentation on how to stay relevant for 2030 at Kane's Lines Digital Conference
0: everybody, it's Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, Chairman and CEO of VaynerX and VaynerMedia. I am wildly honored to be uh, presenting in front of you. Uh, First and foremost, I just hope everybody's families are well, everybody's doing okay through this trying time. You know, I'm sure, like many of you, I'm quite disappointed that I'm not gonna see so many of your attractive faces with your tans in a couple of weeks um, in one of the most beautiful places in the world. And you know, for me, even though Vayner in a lot of ways is an enigma, and a little bit of an outsider um, because of my background and, and kind of my big mouth sometimes and things of that nature. I've just really enjoyed becoming part of this community over the last 10 years and I hope to see all of you uh, in future events and virtually and all that stuff. So I hope everybody's well. Look, 2030, I think about it every day and, uh, and, and I try not to overthink about it every day. So here are my three predictions, the things I think about for 2030 for everybody in the agency landscape. Number one, and, it's, and it sounds weird, but it's just very true, actually bringing the most value to your client, not worrying about your PL. Number two, leading with heart within your organization, EQ skills mattering more than IQ skills. And number three, being on the frontier of emerging trends, technology, and platforms, really being a day trader on the cutting pulse of the attention arbitrage and relevance arbitrage of the actual consumer, not the individuals in a boardroom. I've been thinking a lot about something that's evolved through the history of the ad world. I, I genuinely believe if you look at the last 100 years of, of advertising, who's brought the most value to the client always wins in the end. And um, that's evolved from the independent, unbelievable creative madman era to you know the consolidation and the, the banking DNA of the ad world today. Incredible, iconic independence, like Wyden and Kennedy, to just the tremendous business execution of the holding companies over the last twenty-five years, and some of the men and women that ran those companies. Spent a lot of time in. You know, I was a very bad student, but history was my strongest um, class, and and I've really enjoyed getting to know the history of Madison Avenue and Adland and Can culture and the incredible publications that carry enormous weight and da 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 da. What does that all mean? There's a couple things that I think everybody who's watching right now has to think about. One, creativity is forever the variable of success. You know, I I think a lot of people misunderstood my points of view when I first got into the industry of like believing in volume of creative and believing in social creative. A lot of people pegged me as like not caring about the work where For me, we're now in an industry where the work is so vanilla because of the process, so slow because of the process, highly political and subjective because of the process. Uh, You know, I always felt like, man, I feel like I'm most excited about the work. I just want the work to be out there. I want all these creatives that are so incredible in our industry to actually have what they want to put out into the world, not the diluted version of it that went through the politics of a creative you know, hierarchy within their own agency and then to the client, and then even vanilla down more after an Ipsos test. So, you know, it's been really enjoyable for me to see where it's going. And I think this is all leading to my hypothesis. I believe that the agencies that are most likely to succeed in a 2030 environment have a couple of interesting points of view. One, we have to get into a place where we care about our clients' bottom line and, you know, EBITDA and aka business, and less about hours. I have unbelievable amounts of empathy for every managing director watching this right now who lives in a corporate structure that is held by a publicly traded holding company because I have a lot of empathy for the holding companies that have to hit numbers for Wall Street every 90 days. That inherently trickles down and does not put our agencies in the best position to be able to bring the quality and quantity of work required for our brands, our partners to be able to market in a relevant way at scale in a 2020, let alone 2030 environment. I don't think anybody is confused that the trends of consumer behavior will accelerate much more to a digital environment than a not digital environment. That doesn't mean digital is better than traditional. It means that we have to be more consumer centric. I view more consumer centric uh, as Agencies that are more willing to help build the internal agencies for our clients and be on the project for a couple of years and then be bye-bye uh, instead of building a custom one for them and be there in perpetuity. I, I do I, I do believe that there's a lot to be left. I, I think there's a lot of shortcomings in the age, big agencies that are building custom agencies for brands. I think they're profit centers and I think if you, if you really audit the talent, they haven't been as it hasn't been the creme de la creme from that agency and I I do believe that a lot of um, clients have made a misstep with that strategy. On the flip side, I think a lot of clients building their own internal shops just by poaching and hiring whoever they can get falls into a very similar place. They're also not getting the creme de la creme and during economic downturns like this, that overhead becomes a liability. So I think there's there's an opportunity to do something different than the market has done which is, build their own independent shops or build a shop exclusively with one of the big holding codes that's just for them, I think there's a third version that I'm excited about, my hypothesis of just helping people build their internal shop and letting them even hire your own employees from it. Um, and that's something that's been very much on my mind, a three-year scope with, makeup up a brand, uh, uh, you know, BMW, for year one, this is our business, you know, we we are managing it and then over the three year period, you actually take some of our employees and build your own shop. That is bringing the most value to BMW in that scenario. It's gonna be bad for me and Vayner when we lose all the revenue in year three, um, but, but then Mercedes realizes we did it and Nissan and on and on and on. I, I'm just becoming very obsessed with how do you bring the most value? How do we drive down the cost of creative? Creative is too expensive in the macro right now in a 2020 world. And my hope in 2030 is it gets to the proper price. That doesn't mean you don't make a million dollar video. Sometimes that's the requirement um, and sometimes that's the need. But when you step out of the ad world and you look in other places where creative is being made, there are a lot of alternatives for far more attractive pricing than what we've proposed to our clients in this industry. So I think. A big step back in reframing the conversation of creative costs is gonna be a requirement. Uh, Being more open to doing work like I just referred to, which is being more aligned with the client. I think internally, you know, I'd like to think this industry recognizes how many people are just not enjoying working at agencies from mine to everywhere else, and it's up to us to create better cultures, safer cultures, happier cultures, And, and this is gonna be a tough time because the ad world We've had to do layoffs, many of you have to as well. The ad world, when there's economic crisis because of the fluidity and where their overhead is on employees do go through rounds of layoffs that are are meaningful in, even in comparison to other industries during economic downturns. So there's a lot of people right now who are who are miffed, struggling, not happy with our industry and I think what we need to do is is have a lot of candor and a lot of empathy and really lean into the truth of like look whether our pay, you know our liquidity issues or clients cutting like this is a, an economic event and and so i think kindness and more transparency i think i just see a lot of press releases and a lot of like flying in from another country and just making decisions i just i think more compassion empathy sympathy is required internally within the agency life because these incredible executives incredible strategists incredible creatives We'll continue to find alternatives to not work in our collective shops. I think we have to do a better job to create homes. I'm also extremely passionate about hiring different types of people. I think it's a huge mistake to only hire from ad schools. There's just so many incredible makers and creators coming out of left field, coming out of the YouTube TikTok culture. I think I think that's gonna be a huge requirement. If I'm, you know, I think the agencies that win on voice, Alexa, you know, Spotify, I think, Podcasting—they're gonna—they're gonna have a nice decade. I think voice is imperative. You know, maybe some of you saw the headlines. We launched a standalone company in VaynerX called Vayner Commerce to do consulting and build out for e-commerce businesses. I think that space—I mean, if you don't realize that space is gonna be a monster—that's a future gaze for me for sure. If e-commerce direct to consumer is not part of your DNA as a shop, whether you're media or creative strategy. You're gonna have a very, very difficult time in 2030 because it's going to be like oxygen. To me, that stands out. Um, to me, the uh, the OTT landscape, I mean, networking, cable, television, commercials, vulnerabilities are gonna be extraordinary uh, over the next decade. I think we'll see that play out. So where's your DNA on that? I, I think there's a lot of change. and the, And the good news is, especially if you're a vet of the business and you've been here for the last 20, 30, 40 years, there's always change. Uh, It always changes, it's constantly moving. As soon as you get comfortable with terms like big data or first party data or programmatic, there's the next thing, And, and that's how it always will be. And I think that's super fun. Literally yesterday, Facebook and Instagram on shops. So all of a sudden, our Vayner commerce strategy with Shopify and Big Commerce Woo has to have the extra layer of Facebook and Instagram influencer marketing. And what does this mean? And how does it evolve? If you look at China, the progressive countries with it, with KOLs, like that will continue. Like people's word of mouth has always mattered. Um, I, I think we need more humanity. I think all in all, more consumer centric DNA, because I genuinely believe, and this is not a this is not a you know me pointing fingers I just don't believe our collective industry is very consumer centric I think we're report centric I think we're you know uh, you know um, boardroom centric I think we're relationships to get the business centric I think we're process centric we're RFP centric we're you know we're we're reports that say things are good but our business is down centric I think we lack a lot of humanity I think we need to be much more consumer, what do humans actually do centric? And we have to be way more insular culturally and lead with heart within our organizations to keep the best talent because they're gonna leave, they're gonna start their own shops, and I hope they do because um, they deserve it for their lives if they're that great. And so 2030 is gonna be about human beings way more than people think. I really believe that, I genuinely do. I think a lot of things are getting commoditized with technology and I think emotional intelligence, kindness, empathy, is gonna really lead the way. Thank you, thank you for listening, and I can't wait to meet all of you at some point before this is all over. All right, episode's over. Like I said in the beginning, please leave a review and subscribe up on Apple. It would mean a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot to me. Thank you very much.
1: Thanks, Gary. Today's highlighted review is Life Changing Podcast by HG Cal. Started listening to Gary on January 1st, 2018, and he changed my life. I was fired from my 9-to-5 job in 2017 because I was skipping out early to go do things that were my passion. Once I found Gary in January, I decided I was going to create my own future and I've never looked back. Like he says, it's a grind, and I haven't even come close to being a success, but I'm so much happier in my life and in everything I do. I'm convinced I'll achieve my goals because it's what I love doing. Thank you, Gary. You've changed more lives than you know. Thanks to HG Cal, Keep those reviews coming. We could highlight yours next.